You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee, and I thank you for spending just a little bit of your time with me. This is the first show of 2024. And by the way, Happy New Year to you all. We took quite a bit of a break. Um, I was on vacation, and I got to tell you, I, 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 I really did do nothing on my vacation. I, I, <laughs> I meant to sleep in. Uh, well, I didn't really sleep in because my family kept calling me. Hey, let's go here. Every time I'm on vacation, my family thinks that that means that I should be uh, hanging out with them. And I don't mind, but you know, but I had a good time. Uh, and I hope your Christmas was, um, all that you wished it would be. I hope you got everything that you wanted. And so now today is January 4th and now, you know, we are in the new year. And it's a time when all of y'all start your New Year's resolutions. Now, I stopped doing New Year's resolutions years ago. I really did because I, I would start, you know, January would be good. You know, February, eh, come March, April, you ain't doing half of that stuff that's on your list. And so I I stopped doing New Year's resolutions because I didn't want to keep feeling like a failure. So I just say, you know, Lord, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's in your hands. It's in your hands. Um one of the main uh resolutions that a lot of people um put down on their list is being successful. You know, that's normally behind like losing weight, you know, or or eating better or or going to the gym more. Cause see, that's the kind of stuff that I would put on my resolution list and the the, the exact stuff that I did not do. Um but the second thing or 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 somewhere under that is success you know, becoming more successful. Now, most everyone wants to be a success, correct? And success means different things to different people, right? What I consider successful, you may not. You know, some people might think, you know, if I can make $150,000, $200,000 a year, you know, I am successful. But to someone else, it could be if I could make half a million dollars a year or if I could make a million dollars a year, then that's successful to them. And some people 
success doesn't even mean money to them. Some people think health is successful. Some people think that, you know, family uh, is, uh, you know, successful. So success means different thing, things to different people. What do you consider success? And, you know, that's a question that you have to ask yourself, you know? One thing that I will say about uh, success is that you cannot be lazy and be successful. Success isn't going to just knock on your door and say, here I am. I'm success. Here I am. In everything, you have to work at it in order to be successful at it. Whatever it is, whatever it is, you've got to put in the time to make it successful. And a lot of people will not become successful because they don't want to do the work. You know, sometimes you will have to sacrifice to get where you're going. I remember when I was much, much younger and I had moved to Washington, D.C. I was only 22 years old and I was just starting out in corporate America. And uh, when I first started, I wasn't making, you know, that much money and there were things that I had to forego, you know, um, in order for me to make it. I tell people this story all the time. If it wasn't for oodles of noodles, <laughs> sometimes I wouldn't have eaten. You know, let's not even talk about going shopping on shopping sprees. And, and, and I remember the times when my friends were, you know, hey, we're going out to this place and we're going out to that place. And sometimes I had to say no. Sometimes I had to say, oh, you guys go ahead. You know, I'll catch you next time because, you know, my money was looking funny. And so that's what I mean. And I was determined that I was not going to go into debt, you know, to live a fabulous life, you know. And so um, I, I, at, the, at this point, you know, I was very concerned about my credit. And so I kind of lived, if you ask me, I kind of lived a little below my means a little bit so that I could build up a nice nest egg, a nice uh, savings for myself. Because let me tell you, you're going to need some savings. Trust me, you're going to need some savings. And so that's what I mean by sacrificing, you know, going into a store or, you know what, I like that, but you know what, I don't really need it. And, you know, I'm trying to, I've got a, I've got a goal to set for my savings. So I'm going to walk away from that. And sometimes, you know, you treat yourself and sometimes you don't. And so for today's show, you know, you hear people say, you know, the secret to success, you know, is there a secret to success? 
you know, uh, Michael J. Fox, I think it was Michael J. Fox, had a movie called The Secret of My Success. Is there really a secret to success? Now, I'm not sure about that, but I do think that there are things that we can do, you know, to... Um, to be on the right path to success. And so I did a little research, as you guys know I always do, and I came up with um, some, some, um, some tools, some things to help us become successful. Number one, you are who your friends are. How many self-made millionaires do you hang out with? If that number is close to zero, change is necessary. I don't know what the exact formula is, but it's been proven that your friends decipher your net worth. Self-made millionaires learned early on that they need to hang with the people they want to become. Hanging with other self-made millionaires gives you constant motivation, knowledge, and many opportunities others don't get. If you want to know who a person is, watch who he hangs around. Birds of a feather flock together. And isn't that what your grandma, your mama, your parents tell you all the time? But it really is true. Number two, stop spending and start investing. If your goal is to make a million dollars and buy a Ferrari, you won't be wealthy for very long. Millionaires understand how important it is to invest instead of spend. There are people who took their high school graduation money and made strings of great investments that enabled them to make millions of dollars. When you make money, your first thought should be, how can I invest this money to make more? Instead of, what fancy things should I buy today? Now, let me just, let me, let me sidebar. If you can afford it, sometimes there's nothing wrong with you buying something that you want. I, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, when they started making money, you know, they, they, they made, you know, uh, a purchase, you know, that, that was kind of, you know, um, uh, that, that was a lot, you know, of money. I, I, I have one friend who he's, he loves watches and that's one of the things that he will spend money on. And that, that is watches. And so things like that, you know, if you can afford it, there's nothing wrong sometimes with, you know, making that purchase. I like bracelets. And so um, I will spend, you know, I'll spend more than $100 sometime 
uh, on a bracelet. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, if you can afford it, I don't think there's anything wrong with you treating yourself every now and then. But I think you understand what, what this is saying, that the more you spend, the less you have. So uh, I think that that's what that's what they mean by this. Uh, And I will say, be careful with investing. Do your homework and know what you are doing before you start. Um, And one of the suggestions was you might want to start with penny stocks. I will say that I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, there are some people that are good at this investing thing. And I, I, I will tell you that, you know, it sort of makes my head spin sometimes, you know, thinking about stocks and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty sure that there are, you know, people out there like me, but then there are also people who do know. So maybe, you know, contact someone that knows um, maybe an investment firm you know, can, can, can help you with investments. Number three, change your mindset. Before you can become a millionaire, you must believe it. Set a target, how you plan to achieve this goal, and then do everything in your power to accomplish it. Millionaires know what they want before they go and get it. There is no shortage of money in the world for those willing to earn it. Stop thinking negatively and start thinking about how you will be a millionaire regardless of the obstacles you face. Number four, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Millionaires make money with a variety of different income streams. I've heard this so many times. You should do the same. Making millions of dollars from one thing is very hard, but it's much easier to make a million from many different channels. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, know how important it is to create multiple streams of income. Understand that your basket can be crushed at any time, so create multiple baskets for insurance. Number five, chase anything but the money. The idea of becoming a millionaire is great. Most fall in love with it early on. However, knowing that chasing money doesn't get you anywhere. Wealthy people will tell you, never chase the money. Chase something else and the money will come. The concept of being a self-made millionaire is amazing, but money can't be your motivation. Your motivation should be creating innovations that solve problems. Number six, work harder than anyone else. For some reason, everybody assumes that self-made millionaires don't work very hard. People want to attribute their success to luck or scams, but it's really not that. 
Millionaires work harder than anyone else to get where they are today. It's all about work ethic. If millionaires shared their work ethics, it would make most of ours look like crap. If you want to be a millionaire, work harder at it than anyone else. Number seven, make a plan. Before you can become a self-made millionaire, you really need a strong plan on how you're going to make that happen. What's my plan? Know what you want and where you're going. Be specific. Create measurable milestones. Make a list. Some people do the vision board. You know, some people write it out on, you know, uh, cards and stuff like that. But make a list. Break larger tasks down into smaller ones. Put timelines on everything. Create a visual presentation. Work your plan And don't stop until it's complete. Number eight, no guts, no glory. Self-made millionaires take big boy risk. I've heard that so many times. They probably don't tell everyone what their big risk was, but almost all of them do it. At some point, You have to take a risk to reap the rewards. Self-made millionaires don't just take any risk, though. They take calculated risk, which usually ends up having larger upside than downsides. Nevertheless, you must take some chances and roll the dice to be successful. The biggest risk is not taking any risk. In a world that changes really quickly, the only strategy that is guaranteed to fail is not taking risk. That was a quote by Mark Zuckerberg, who, as you know, is a multi-billionaire. Only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. That was a quote by Robert Kennedy. Our greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising up every time we fail. That was a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Here are some habits of financially responsible Habit one, financially responsible people regularly balance their checkbook. They calculate a current balance after every transaction. Yes, after every transaction. Habit number two, financially responsible people think first and spend later. Thinking first means determining ahead of time whether the purchase is necessary or prudent. It means waiting. 
It means seeking out the best deal and being willing to walk away if necessary. Now, I told you about me when I first moved to D.C. That's what I used to do. And it's something that I still do now. And, you know, hey, you know, sometimes I'll look at something and I really got to have it and I buy it. But some things, you know, I'll say, you know what? I already spent money this month on that. So, you know, I don't really need this. So sometimes I will walk away. Habit number three, financially responsible people save money consistently. They simply do not spend all the money they have. Financially responsible people save money first before they pay everyone else. Saving is a long-term process, and if necessary, sacrifices are made to achieve their savings goals. Same thing I said at the beginning of the show when I was uh, in D.C. by myself, you know, not making a lot of money. You know, I didn't do a lot of purchasing. And I would save. Sometimes I would forego eating out or, or forego shopping sprees uh, to achieve my saving goals. Save your loose change. Putting aside 50 cents a day over the course of a year will allow you to save nearly 40% of a $500 emergency fund. Keep track of your spending. Never purchase expensive items on impulse. Think over each expensive purchase for at least 24 hours. Hmm. Financially responsible people don't see the monthly payment, but focus instead on the total price tag. These folks see through the marketing tactics and zero in on the true cost and bottom line. And that is so important. Aim for short-term savings goals, such as setting aside $20 a week or month rather than long-term savings goals, such as $200 over a year. People save more successfully when they keep the short-term goal in sight. Interesting. Habit number five. Financially responsible people know precisely their financial condition. They usually know within a few bucks the current balance on their mortgage or other secured loans. They are keenly aware of and regularly update their net worth, and they habitually make each financial move in light of the effect it will have on their net worth. That's good right there. Habit number six. Financially responsible people refuse to live under the fantasy of entitlement. They are not driven to keep up with their family, friends, and neighbors. They are content to live joyfully within the limitation 
of their means. Rich parents don't just give their children money whenever they want it. They make them work for it. And a lot of people, you know, and and that's a big misconception that people have about children of wealthy parents. They think that, you know, everything is given to them. They think that, you know, uh, they get whatever they ask for. But that is not true. Sometimes it is, uh, but not for all wealthy people. If you have to work for it, you will be apt to cherish it. Let me say that again. If you have to work for it, you will be apt to cherish it. That is so true. When things are handed to you, you don't cherish it that much. When you don't have to pay for anything, you don't cherish it that much. That's why, you know, you hear a lot of parents, you know, when the kids are living in the house and they just, you know, messing up everything and because they don't have to pay for it. Messing up food and all of that stuff. They don't have to pay for it. But 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 what do you, does your parents say when you get out on your own, you're going to see what I'm talking about. And it's so true. When I got when I became an adult and start living on my own and start, you know, getting responsibility. And, and when I bought a house and I see what parents are talking about now. I understand what they are talking about now. It is a different thing. Habit number seven. Financially responsible people's actions are based upon principles, not feelings. This compels them to pay their bills on time, to deal fairly and honestly with people, to give generously and to restrain their compelling desires and find contentment in the things that really matter. Habit number eight, and this is one that I am, I stand on. I am a witness to habit number eight, and that is give to God and he will give to you. Now I'm going to talk about some habits of unsuccessful people. Number one, they have a sense of entitlement. Number two, they hold grudges. Number three, they take all the credit for their victories. You ever you ever known people like that? Number four, they blame others for their failures. Mm. They hoard information and data. They don't know who they are or where they are going. They never set goals. They think they know everything. And I told y'all what Grandma Lula used to say. When you get to a point where you think you know everything and you can't learn, 
that's a bad position to be in. And the last one, the last habit of unsuccessful people, they fear change. People, everything changes. Nothing stays the same. And if you are not changing, you're in bad shape. You are in bad shape. Nobody really likes change, but I understand that I've got to change with, you got to change with the world. It's like people who are still using, like in corporate America, people who are still writing things on paper, keeping paper files and stuff. The world is so far beyond that. You have got to change. Nothing, anything that doesn't change is dead. Nothing stays the same. And so this new year, I wish you nothing but success. You know what? You know what I want? You know what I wish for this new year? I wish somebody would 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 pay me to do this podcast. I wish somebody would take would take me, you know, under their umbrella and start paying me to do this podcast. If you're out there, hit me up. <laughs> uh, iHeartRadio, I am on iHeartRadio, but I don't get paid to be on iHeartRadio. Um, you know, this, you know, the, the podcast networks. Call me up. Call me. Call me. Email me. <laughs> but but really, I really do wish you nothing but success in 2024. But with like with everything, you're going to have to work for it. And I thought that this was fitting. I had actually uh, did this research a long time ago. And I thought it was fitting for the new year because, you know, we all make New Year's resolution. And I was just kidding, you know, in the beginning. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong if you want to make New Year's resolutions. I decided that I wasn't going to make any more New Year's resolution. But you're not me. You're a different person. Um, and I, I, I just hope that, that some of you got something out of this. I know I did. I know some of these I already knew. Um, and some things, you know, um, gave me some thoughts uh, about some things. So happy new year to everyone. And we will see you next time. Bye for now.